Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So we got a busy, busy show here on a Tuesday. We appreciate you being with us. Um, and real quick, as I bring in a TV guy, uh, I mentioned the Super Bowl ratings, asking the question, look, is it really a question? This was the Taylor Swift effect. Uh, whether you hate her, love her, indifferent, we should all be able to acknowledge that a global, the global pop superstar, uh, preeminent, bigger than all of them, bringing in the audience that she did, this is likely what's to, it's what we should attribute what is now being referred to as the most watched television event in history. That's what Variety says. Now, um, my guy on the text line, the bagel guy, pushed back and he said, wait a minute, you mean domestically, right? Because I'm pretty sure the World Cup, so on and so No, I mean, they're saying it's the most watched television event in history, uh, the most watched since Apollo 11. Let's bring in a TV guy. He's probably got the answer here. Nick Carboni, NBC Charlotte, sports director, sports anchor. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You're a TV guy. Is it the most watched TV event in, in history? What, what's the correct way to phrase this? I think that's how they're framing it. So I guess, you know, we, we can go with that. I'm not sure on the World Cup that's probably something that would, you know, likely be able to rival that or, you know, be be a little bit ahead of that. Sure. Um, I honestly haven't looked into to it that much what the discernation is there, but uh, certainly a hell of a lot of people were watching, and it's amazing how far the Super Bowl has come if you look across the last, you know, 58 years or whatever it is uh, from what it used to be into what it is now. It is truly a global event. And it's truly something that transcends just sports. And yes, you sprinkle in the Taylor Swift effect and it's just going to make those numbers pop even more. Yeah. Look, I mean, there there was a lot there, right? Audience could tune in for a lot of things. Two of the best teams in the league. You had a halftime show from Usher. You had the Super Bowl commercials. And of course, one of the great love stories of our time. But uh, what what did you think about the game itself? Patrick Mahomes gets number three. There's all sorts of offshoot narratives this week. What's your favorite? Uh, were you talking about uh, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid? That one, too. It looks like they patched things up. That was a nice end of that love story. Uh, I think you have to go with Mahomes just because of what he is on pace to do. I know even before the game, there was the, the, the debate of GOAT or you know not yet kind of raging throughout the, the daytime talk shows. Uh, he is certainly on pace to be. He's just absolutely scorching right now the tandem of he and Andy Reid, and then you throw in Travis Kelsey uh, is just not something that we've really seen a lot of in, in different generations of football. And they have a chance to three-peat next year, a probably pretty good chance, even though they're not favored, which is hilarious that the 49ers were announced as favorites basically immediately after that game. So uh, I would go with just Mahomes and what he has been able to do uh, basically since he became a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's absolutely absurd, uh, seemingly unprecedented, and we'll see how far he can take it because that's the big thing now is can he sustain that sustain this pace for 15, 20 years. Okay, so you're ruling out that Bryce Young and the Panthers dethrone the Chiefs next year in the Super Bowl? Is that what you're saying? It's not on your, your <laughs> let's, bingo card? Let's, let's, let's hold off until 2025 for that talk, and that's the other thing. It's uh... like as good as you might feel about your team and your quarterback around the league, you've still got to – Real, you're going to ultimately come to the realization that, oh, that guy's still there doing that. And that's going to make it tough for anybody to break through. Nick Carboni, NBC Charlotte Sports Director, Sports Anchor. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. How good have the Hornets been lately? Man, uh, it's been a completely different team, a completely different environment, a completely different feeling around this franchise. 
you know, a couple times yesterday when I was trying to figure out, like, what, what should I say on TV or Twitter or whatever uh, I'm doing or, or even on this program. It's like, you got to keep in perspective. It's two games, but this feels completely different. The direction seems to have shifted. Uh, obviously, it's still all about next year and not what they're going to be able to accomplish this year. I think best-case scenario this year is, you know, they, they build some winning habits within some of the young core, and they've got some veteran guys that can do that now. So I think when you talk about the Hornets and the Panthers the last couple of weeks, there's been this kind of infusion of optimism that hadn't been there for a while for both franchises for very different reasons. But with the Hornets, I mean, they they brought in an entirely new bench for Steve Clifford to deploy, and I think that's been uh, really fun for him. And I just think that, you know, they've got the uh, amount of pieces in place to make make something happen for the next couple of years uh, that they didn't have dating back to last Thursday afternoon. Okay. People have been asking me this today. Like Mitch Kupchak stepped down yesterday or they announced that he's moving into an advisory role. Many of us have long assumed that new ownership is going to bring a new coach as well. And I still think that's the more likely scenario. But is there a chance you think that Steve Clifford could be coaching for his job over these next 30 or so? Yeah, and I think that question started really being asked uh, among some of us after the Lakers game last week to see what they almost were able to accomplish there. And, and knowing that Brandon Miller is, is here to stay and going to be good hopefully for a long time, and now knowing that Miles Bridges is going to be a part of the core and hopefully getting LaMelo Ball and, and Mark Williams back soon. I mean, Steve Clifford didn't become that bad of a defensive coach. Like, he didn't become the, the coach of the 30th-rated defense in the league. I mean, the, I think that had a lot to do with personnel, lack of experience, uh, lack of skill on the bench. Um, and, and, you know, maybe a little bit of a culture lacking, too, amongst some of the players. So I, I think that if the owners kind of put that all into context, and think about it, when Steve Clifford came back, when they, when they came to him on bended knee and basically were like, can you come back and, and try to help stabilize this situation after Kenny Atkinson bowed out of the job, you know, a, a week in, uh, you know, a week later, Miles Bridges got arrested. And then the, and he has not had a full complement of the players that he thought he would uh, the entire time. Uh, this is, I'm excited to see, especially if Ball and Williams can come back to close this season, what he can do with, with a halfway decent semblance of NBA players. And I think that should be considered. So um, what I'm trying to say is I, I don't think he was as bad as this team kind of made him, made him look. I mean, they were, they were non-competitive on a lot of nights, especially when there were injuries to those top-line guys. And uh, I, I'm just really excited to see what, what he can do the rest of the way here and how the owners view that. Nick Carboni, NBC Charlotte, sports director, sports anchor. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Last thing, I'll let you go. Uh, we're we're going to talk a bit later about the Hornets, rather the Panthers and free agency targets. Uh, T. Higgins reportedly going to be franchise tagged, which made some people sad around here. Um, Hassan Reddick says that uh, he might be traded. There's a chance Hassan Reddick could be traded, and boy, wouldn't that be funny. Um, it, w- like in terms of roster priorities, now that we're at this time of year, hell, the Senior Bowl's already over. Roster priorities in free agency this spring, where would you place that first priority? I would place it on, you know, offense. Obviously, the guys that they have coming up are defensive guys, so those are going to be at the top of the list. You know, Brian Burns, whatever they do, if they work something out with Derek Brown for the future, if J.C. Horn gets the fifth-year option. I think Brian Burns is somebody that you want here. It seems like it's tracking towards a tag. Uh, but to me, the focus of the offseason at large has to be offense. 
And, you know, I know a lot of people go protection first. Uh, I go skill players first, but you've got to obviously make sure that both are taken care of in some way, shape, or form. Personnel-wise, they might have some of the pieces on the offensive line already here. Personnel-wise, in terms of the skill positions and the weapons around Bryce Young, they really don't have any of those guys here. So to me, that is the top-line priority, that and figuring out one way or another what you're doing with Brian Burns, preferably for me, keeping him around however you can, uh, at least on the short term. Nick Carboni, thank you, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you, KB. Thank Thank you.